Chapter 9, Part 5 of More Love to Thee, The Life and Letters of Elizabeth Prentice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. More Love to Thee, The Life and Letters of Elizabeth Prentice by George Prentice. Chapter 9, Part 5. Recollections by Mrs. Henry B. Smith. The following recollections from the pen of Mrs. Smith may fitly close the present chapter. Northampton, January 2nd, 1879. My dear Dr. Prentice, I have been trying this beautiful snowy day, which shuts us into our own thoughts, to recall some of my impressions of your dear wife, but I find it very difficult. There was such variety to her, and so much of her, and the things which were most characteristic are so hard to be described i read stepping heavenward in manuscript before we went to europe in eighteen sixty nine i remember she used to say that i was katie's aunt because we talked her over with so much interest she sent me a copy to heidelberg where i began at once translating it into german as my regular exercise i was delighted to give my copy to mrs professor k in leipzig as the american story which i was willing to have her translate into german as she had asked for one there is no need of telling you about the enthusiasm which the book created women everywhere said it seems to be myself that i am reading about and the feeling that they too with all their imperfections might be really stepping heavenward was one great secret of its inspiration one little incident may interest you my niece mrs professor emerson was driving alone toward amherst and took into her carriage a poor colored woman who was walking the same way the woman soon said i have been thinking a good deal of you mrs e and of your little children and i have been reading a book which i thought you would like it was something about walking toward heaven was it stepping heavenward yes that was it how naturally modestly almost indifferently she received the tributes which poured in upon her yet though she cared little for praise she cared much for love and for the consciousness that she was a helper and comforter to others on reading the book again this last summer i was struck by seeing how true a transcript of herself in more than one respect was given in katie why cannot i make a jacket for my baby without throwing into it the ardor of a soldier going into battle how ardently she threw herself into everything she did in friendship and love and religion this outpouring of herself was most striking her earlier books she always read or submitted to me in manuscript and she showed so little self-interest in them and i so much that they seemed a sort of common property i think i had quite as much pleasure in their success and far more pride than herself the susie books i always considered quite as superior in their way as stepping heavenward they are still peerless among books for little children henry and bessie too contain some of the most beautiful religious teaching ever written fred and marie and me she used to talk about almost as if i had written it for no other reason than i had liked it so much my sister says that her daughter nettie read little susie through twelve times getting up to read it before breakfast she printed before she could write a little letter of thanks to your wife who sent her the following pretty note in reply new york january tenth eighteen fifty four my dear nettie what a nice little letter you wrote me 
it pleased me very much i shall keep it in my desk and when i am an old woman i shall buy a pair of spectacles and sit down in the chimney corner and read it when you learn to write with your own little fingers i hope you will write me another letter your friend would love aunt susan she did nothing for effect and made little or no effort merely to please she was almost too careless of the impression which she made upon others and on this account strangers sometimes thought her cold and unsympathetic but touch her at the right point and the right moment and there was no measure to her interest and warmth she hated all pretense and display and the slightest symptom of them in others shut her up and kept her grave and silent and this not from a severe or pharisaic spirit but because the atmosphere was so foreign to her that she could not live in it i pity people that have any sham about them when i am by she said one day i am dreadfully afraid of young ladies she said in another time she could not adapt herself to the artificial and conventional yet with young ladies who loved what she loved she was peculiarly free and playful and forthgiving and such were among her dearest and most lovingly admiring friends when we met there were no preliminaries she plunged at once into the subject which was interesting to her the book the person the case of sickness or trouble the plan the last shopping the game the garment the new preparation for the table in a way peculiarly her own one could never be with her many minutes without hearing some bright fancy some quick stroke of repartee some ludicrous way of putting a thing but whether she told of the grumbler who could find nothing to complain of in heaven except that his halo didn't fit or said in her quick way when the plainness of a lady's dress was commended why i didn't suppose that anyone could go to heaven nowadays without an overskirt or wrote her sparkling impromptu rhymes for our children's games her mirth was all in harmony with her earnest life her quick perceptions her droll comparisons her readiness of expression united with her rare and tender sympathies made her the most fascinating of companions to both young and old our little saturday tear with our children while our husbands were at chi alpha were rare times my children enjoyed aunt lizzie almost as much as i did she was usually in her best mood at these times when you and henry came in on your return from chi alpha you looked in upon or rather you completed a happier circle than this impoverished earth could ever show us again her acquisitions were so rapid and she made so little show of them that one might have doubted their thoroughness who had no occasion to test them her beautiful translation of griselda was a surprise to many i remember her eager enthusiasm while translating it the writing of her books was almost an inspiration so rapid without copying almost without alteration running on in her clear pure style with here and there a radiant sparkle above the full depths it sometimes seemed as if she were interested only in those whom she knew she could benefit if so is from her ever-present consciousness of a consecrated life she constantly sought for ways of showing her love to christ especially to his sick and suffering and sorrowing ones life with her was peculiarly intense and earnest she looked upon it more as a discipline and a hard path and yet no one had a quicker or more admiring eye for the flowers by the wayside i always thought that her great forte was the study of character she laid bare and dissected everybody even her nearest friends and herself to find what was in them and what she found reproduced in her books 
was what gave them their peculiar charm of reality the growth of the religious life in her heart was the one most interesting subject to her i never could fully understand the deep sadness which was the groundwork of her nature it certainly did not prevent the most intense enjoyment of her rich temporal and spiritual blessings while it indicated depths which her friends did not fathom it was partly constitutional doubtless and partly i suppose from her keener sensitiveness her larger grasp her stronger convictions her more vivid vision and more ardent desires even the glowing almost seraphic love of christ which was the chief characteristic of her later life was in her words but longing and seeking she was in exile yearning for her home stepping heavenward and knowing better than the rest of us what it meant these things come to me now and yet how much i have omitted her industry so varied and untiring her generosity so many gifts of former days are around me now her interest in my children her delight in flowers and colors and all beautiful things her ready sympathy but it is an almost inexhaustible subject she comes vividly before me now seated on the floor in her room with her work around her making something for such and such a person what the void in your life must be those who knew most of her manifold exalted inspiring life can but imagine nay hope may whisper with the dead by bending forward where they are but memory with a backward tread communes with them afar the joys we lose are but forecast and we shall find them all once more we look behind us for the past but lo tis all before end of chapter nine part five